You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a happy holidays for Illinois basketball as they defeat Missouri 88-63, the largest margin of victory for Illinois since 2005, the 05-06 team with D. Brown James Augustine. As Illinois again rained threes, 12 of 25 from three, and at one point they were 12 of 22. Uh, so they continue to be the most potent team from the perimeter uh, on the outside. Trent Frazier with three threes, Grandison with three threes, Plummer with three threes, but of course Kofi Coburn, the star of this one, 25 points, 14 rebounds. The Bragging Rights Trophy at last is heading back to Champaign, Derek, and Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier. You can tell this one meant a lot to them, and the last three years where I think Illinois, at least the last two years, certainly had the better team than Missouri. Um, we questioned whether this game meant that much to him because it certainly meant a lot to Missouri. Uh, Illinois was the better team, but it also, uh, they were the team that wanted this trophy a little bit more, too. Yeah, you could tell with Trent Frazier and what he had to say after the game and, and talking about meeting with DeMonte and saying, hey, we gotta, we got to get this thing back to Champaign. There's no choice now in our last go-around. we got to have this thing back. And Kofi told us you know, going into the week that, how much it hurt over Christmas break to kind of sit there and think and chew on a loss against Missouri. And really it was the way that they looked too. It was like the fact of not being inspired and being out tough and uh, not maybe fully grasping how much this game, this rivalry game should mean, uh, you know, when there's a trophy on, on the line and bragging rights and everything. So uh, they came out and played up to their standards. Uh, you wondered about Missouri hanging around and, and mucking this, this game up and maybe Illinois plays down to their opponent and they really created some nice separation early in the first half. There was a lull there offensively where things got ugly and some shots didn't fall, and it, uh, Missouri cut it to six, but ultimately Trent Frazier goes on microwave mode like he has the ability to do in this building uh, and hits one from Steph Curry range, goes back-to-back threes, and ultimately leading by 14 at the half, and then you just blow it wide open in the second half. So uh, what they're doing offensively is really, really impressive to not have your starting point card, a guy that a lot of people have you know, tabbed preseason All-American or one of the best point guards out there. Uh, I mean, each and every night you're getting Grandison, Frazier, and Plummer to to bury triples at near or, or better than 50% mark and Kofi dominating inside. It's really the the perfect complement to a dominating big man. And, man, Missouri really felt his wrath today. <laughs> they certainly did. And, and you're right. I mean, if we want to zoom out, because it was a blowout, right? I mean, it was just by far the better team. They couldn't handle Kofi in the interior. Uh, and he's obviously an All-American. Uh, and then they are legitimately maybe the best shooting team in the country right now. They're up to number eight in the country from three-point percentage. And they – I don't even have to look this up, Derek. During the last eight games, they're the best. Because yeah. uh, they have gone from, what, 34%, I believe, eight games ago to 39.7% now, according to Ken Palm. They're a top ten uh, offensive team efficiently in, in the country. And over the last, again, eight games, probably one or two, right, in, in that regard. So this is an elite offensive team. And there are going to be nights where they're not going to make – 10 or 12 threes, I think. Um, There haven't been very many of those. But I think this is legit. There are going to be some teams, I think, Derek, that defensively are longer, more athletic that they go against. But they did this against Iowa. They did this against Rutgers. They did this against Notre Dame. And and they did this against Arizona, right? So 
this feels legit, like what this offense is doing right now. And the, the next step for them is, you know, locking in defensively, being really good on that end. And there's still some lapses they have. It's hard to take anything away from this Missouri game because they're so bad offensively. But uh, this offense, certainly over the last month, this has been a great thing to take away. This team offensively the last month has, has been as good as anyone in the country. Yeah, you said it right there, shooting-wise. And, and there's surely going to be a night. I know it's been six straight games of double-digit threes, and that's a, a heck of a run here. There's going to be a game when threes don't fall. The good thing is you have Kofi inside, and uh, that will test Illinois defensively. I, I know that they're still trying to grow, and like you were saying, it's hard to know. When you hold Missouri to 63 and they're just – so anemic offensively. You probably didn't have a big takeaway from that. I think ultimately they did a good job. The biggest thing was keeping them off the offensive glass. Missouri misses 40 shots and you only allow them to get nine offensive rebounds. So that was a good job uh, of being able to, you know, take care of a key to the game uh, on that standpoint. But yeah, certainly I think that the chemistry just continues to grow. This team is passing the ball exceptionally, 20 assists on 33 made baskets. And you're just seeing the guys just gel. Uh, really, really well. And you're seeing some half-court sets uh, that tonight were, were good to see. And uh, as Brad was saying, they have some counters for different things that you're trying to do. It's not just all throw it into Kofi and, and kick it back out. But uh, like plumbers skip past to pods for a three. And to get a guy like that to now play with a little bit more confidence and starting to make uh, some flashes at the very least. Um, Coleman did some good things tonight. But uh, when you have some of those other guys start to make shots, when you already have uh, your trio of Grandison Plummer and, and Frazier going and everything that Kofi's doing, uh, this team is a load offensively. And it, it, I think it's going to help whenever Curbelo gets back just to, you know, this team is doing a lot of things right, not to ha carry too much pressure on his shoulders. And uh, I will say I, I wrote an article after the St. Francis game that I'm not saying Illinois is at the, the national title level yet. They're, they're still – progressing up and still have quite a bit to prove. But hey, the last three national champions have shot top 15% uh, top 15 in the country and three point percentage in Illinois is now in that uh, that type of echelon. And obviously there's a mystery around Andre Corbello, right? They're not telling us exactly what he's going through, when he'll be back, but Brad Underwood did say he's optimistic. Obviously that adds another piece. Um, I think positively, now there might be, you know, we've talked about this before, it might be a game or two where it's he's got to figure everything out, but I do think him seeing the rest of the team do this shows that he doesn't have to carry the load offensively. But Derek, like when they had that little lull mid-first half, what they really struggled to do was get the ball, break down the defense, and they were really trying to force feed Kofi and had a couple bad passes on it. Like Andre Corbello could be the guy in those moments that he keeps a 11-0 run from being an 11-0 run, and maybe it's 11-4, and it doesn't really seem like a run because he can do those things. Like that's what he can add to the next level. But you're right, Kofi, man. Like we got to enjoy this because 25 and 14. Like it's just not normal. It's not normal what he's doing. And every game you go in with that advantage. But Trent Frazier's shooting really well now. Uh, Alfonso Plummer, let's talk about him a little bit because 22 points, only made three threes tonight. Like that's low for him uh, to have 22 points. His off-the-bounce game is getting a lot better. Uh, I'm not expecting him to have five twos every night like he did tonight. But he is adding things to his game, whether it's you know the lefty runners he can do because he's left-handed. But he's starting to add more to his repertoire. And I thought defensively he was more active. He was getting around screens a little bit more. He was getting his hands in, in some lanes as well. So you know he, he can still add more to his game, which is scary because he's got eight straight games, I believe it is, of 19-plus uh, points. He's 
he's playing like an all Big Ten player right now. We'll see what happens once he gets to the full chunk of Big Ten play, but he's far better than I even expected. What an incredible addition so far. And there's only so much you can say. It sounds repetitive at this point, but he's he's a bucket. I mean, it's insane. There, there is no shot that he takes right now, at least in terms of when he's being this efficient that you say is a bad shot. He puts it up and you think it's going in, and a lot of the time it is. And uh, the way he just fires off those arrows into the crowd, it's it's something you expect out of him each and every game. And Is that the coolest celebration? It's pretty cool. It's hard It's hard to beat that. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, the Drew Timmy stash is is respectable for sure, uh, especially from a guy that can't grow a stash. So, uh, But I love the, the plumber, the arrow. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah, I think that when Illinois, like you were saying, when they bogged down offensively, it was not having a guard that could get in the lane and get a bucket and uh, really break down the defense. And Plummer had a – I think it was late first half. He had a drive and the, the high kiss off the glass on the runner. And in the second half, both Plummer and Frazier both got to the basket uh, at a pretty good clip against that Missouri defense. I think that's really key. And, uh, of course, Curbelo, when he's back in that mix, that's something he can do. And he doesn't have to shoot the three because – Right now, with the, the lineups they're putting out there, there's a lot of lineups Illinois could put out where who do you leave? Because there's a lot of three-point shooters all around. I think that your obvious answer will be whoever's guarding Curbelo in terms of helping, Kof, helping off on Kofi. Uh, he's going to have to be able to either make those spot-up threes at a decent clip or just create some kind of secondary action of getting in the lane. But this is a guy that's shown mid-range jumpers, capable, floater game, to the rim. Uh, I think that's something that he can definitely settle into. And uh, you're not asking him to to do too much, take too many shots that are outside of his comfort zone. I also want to mention Jacob Grandison. I thought he was great passing the ball. I had one bad turnover uh, to Kofi where he just kind of lobbed it in the air, and it was a little bit of a lazy pass, but six assists tonight. I think he really got Kofi going. Uh, he just moves this offense so well. Just an incredibly unselfish team. You had four different guys with three assists tonight. Trent, Jacob Grandison, Alfonso Plummer, Demonte Williams had 20 assists again tonight uh, on 33 made field goals. Again, we're harping on it, but the offense is moving well. And I do want to mention, uh, I thought Coleman Hawkins, like that's the kind of game you want to see from him. Didn't have to you know, fill up a stat sheet or anything, but five points, four boards, two assists, um, had a couple turnovers, but also had a steal. Like there were some moments like, hey, you got to block out this guy, had a couple of those moments. But that was a more solid overall performance where I feel like Coleman Hawkins was active, energetic, Derek, but he also didn't force things. Yeah, he brought really good energy and had a couple of nice moments off the dribble. Uh, there was one play where he drove the lane and Jake Grandison back cut the baseline and he found him, which then led to a pass to Kofi for a dunk. And that's just beautiful offense. And uh, Hawkins has to still has moments of when he does get aggressive with his dribble that he, he makes a couple of mistakes. Uh, he had another lead for Kofi that was great. So there's, there's still a little bit of that balance there. But uh, I think he'll continue to be able to the game will slow down for him. I think he gets kind of sped up at times and maybe predetermines what he wants to do. But uh, he's capable. Uh, he did play hard, I think, in terms of defense and uh, getting active on the glass. And yeah, was able to make a three as well. So I, I liked his minutes quite a bit. Uh, and that's certainly uh, an important piece as you go back to Big Ten play here pretty soon when uh, there's going to be some four men that you want to see him matched up with. Derek, for the second straight game, do we have to include Brandon Pajemski? as a rotation player. Um, played eight minutes tonight, seven points, three or three. Uh, field goal, made a three tonight, had three boards, had a nice putback for him. 
two straight games where he's had uh, he's had a combined 20 minutes in, in those two games, and he had 21 minutes over the first 10 games, including five DNPs there. Uh, I'm a little surprised he played more than Luke Goody tonight, because um, I think Luke Goody's earned that role as like the eighth or ninth man. But what have you seen from Brandon Pajimski the last couple games? Because uh, Brad Underwood showing a little faith in him. I didn't know if last game was just a reward right. for good practices. Hey, I'm going to play this guy against St. Francis. He played him in one of the toughest environments all the year, one of the most amped up environments all year, and he played pretty well. Yeah, he's earning some trust from the coaching staff. That is apparent. And someone that Brad's been talking up his defense and a guy that is just an additional defender, maybe as an off guard. Uh, t- t- you know, Maybe Luke Goody wouldn't be as fleet of foot to, to cover a, a 6-2, 6-3 shooting guard where Brandon can do that and uh, showed his offensive impact tonight. Uh, he had that corner three that was nice. He had a nice reverse layup in transition and it had a, a, a tip in ultimately that uh, was an offensive rebound that he put in. I mean, when you can get seven points and three rebounds, eight, eight and a half minutes out of him, uh, he's certainly capable and it's a guy that early on in the year wouldn't have looked the part in this kind of a game. I know that Missouri's not very good. They're towards the very, very bottom of high major, but wouldn't look, wouldn't have looked like he belonged in a high major game at this stage. And uh, you would have talked about, and we have, the competition level that he played in high school. But he's made some strides. And, and just the fact that you can get a couple of flashes out of him when you don't have to lean on a freshman like that uh, is encouraging and, and maybe something that you'll see as this progresses forward in a Big Ten play. And uh, another guy that we know he's capable of shooting the ball, and he's not going to be someone that uh, is going to be a liability when he's out there from three. So that's, that's been encouraging. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Derek, to wrap up from St. Louis Enterprise Center um, with a good Illinois victory here. I talked to Stephen Bardo as we were walking out uh, of the stadium, and he was on the call tonight. And of course, an Illini, former Illini, he's a pro when it comes to his broadcast, but just asking him about this team. And you know, he's seen a lot of the Big Ten, and he thinks Illinois is the best team in the Big Ten, which caught me by guard, so, off guard. So I'm like, oh, why? I and mean, especially with Purdue playing the way it is. But Steven said offensively, Derek, that uh, no one can match up with Illinois right now. So I still got some questions about them defensively. But I do think, I mean, they already got one game up on Purdue. The schedule is obviously going to get a lot tougher mid-January here. And they start off um, with a tough one, which we would have thought was a tough one at Minnesota to start this thing. But 
I think you and I were pretty consistent that we think this team can still be a Big Ten title contender. And after winning seven of the last eight, having a chance to beat one of the best teams in the country, Arizona, at home, and I still feel that after a loss at a really good team in Tennessee on the road, uh, I think this team, seven of the last eight games and, and during this last month stretch, has shown that it is a Big Ten title contender and that this is going to be a heck of a season uh, once they get to Big Ten play. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's an argument to be made that even if Curbelo, I'm not saying that he's not going to come back because Brad said that he expects him back. You could make an argument that Illinois minus Curbelo could be the second best team in the Big Ten. I, I don't think that they would top Purdue, at least in my opinion, without him. I think that they need that back uh, just to shore up some of that creation off the dribble and uh, ball security. I know that's something that he's going to have to clean up, but uh, just having your, your natural point guard, your, your number one guy uh, back in that mix, adding him, Whenever that's going to happen and however he's going to look, I, they can challenge Purdue. I think it's them too, in my opinion. I know that Michigan State's look pretty good. Ohio State's put themselves in the conversation. Uh, Michigan's talented, but they got a lot to figure out. Uh, yeah, this team is going to make a run at the, the Big Ten title chase. And if they handle their ben- business, business, I almost said business, uh, Minnesota's going to be not you know a walk in the park like we might have expected at the beginning of the year. But they should be projected. I know you got Ken Palm right now to – be 5-0 in league play when Michigan comes to town, and then Purdue uh, on your home floor with a lot of control in your hands uh, at that point in time. So I agree. Offensively, they're a load. And we said it before the the year, and I still believe, I think Kofi is the ultimate trump card in the Big Ten because I haven't seen yet Purdue be able to stop him or Michigan be able to stop him or at least outplay him with what their bigs are. Uh, Although I I do think that the thing about Purdue, which – would still give me an edge, give, have me lean that way until Curbelo's back, is Ivy. I, I don't think Illinois can stop Ivy. Uh, and it would be an, it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be a great battle, two really, really good teams. And Illinois' ceiling is still very, very high, as they're showing here of late. Yeah, and I don't want to discount Ohio State, who I think is really good. Michigan State has proven itself uh, in this non-conference. And, uh, you know, Michigan at some point is going to be really good, I think, once they put it all together and get some experience. And, you know, there are teams like Indiana, Wisconsin, they're going to be tough outs, right? Those teams are going to be tough outs. But, man, Illinois just has the dude in the middle that is really tough to overcome. And then if you shoot like this or 36 to 30, you know, 40% from three like they are right now, uh, man, that's just tough to overcome. And then you just got to get a, a little bit better uh, defensively. So uh, we, let's uh, make sure um, we, we follow everything we can right now to make sure we can have the fans in the games for Purdue, Michigan. Yes. I'm looking ahead to that, Derek, and it's like, man, the crowd tonight, Illinois fans, it was 10 to 1. It was 10 to 1 over Missouri fans. And what an awful night for Missouri losing to Army on a last second field goal in their bowl game tonight, the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, so Illinois fans not shedding tears for them. But it was just such a fantastic environment to be in there with, with all the, that's going on with Omicron going crazy and, and everybody's testing positive. It's just like, man, I hope we get to there. You know, there's, there's this like little fear in my head of. Yeah. Man, we're going back to where we were last year. I don't think it'll get to that, but, man, having the fans back in the stands tonight on the positive note was so cool. Uh, just to have that, that roar back. And, and, hey, shout out, Illinois cheerleaders, second year oh, in a man. row after, I think, a 10-year losing streak of winning the cheerleader hold. So uh, Illinois fans have plenty to brag about tonight. Missouri had a reign of terror. I was telling you during the game, and you and I both know it, uh, and you maybe have seen. I mean, I, I've come to games as a fan here and even remember as long as I can go back in this bragging rights game that Missouri's been dominant on the cheerleader side, being able to, to win the, is it the Statue of Liberty or whatever you call it? 
whatever it is, uh, they've gotten the best of Illinois. So when Missouri loses that, they lose the bowl game, they lose tonight in the fashion they did. I, I was thinking of the Clark Griswold, like, worse, how could it get any worse? We're at the threshold of hell. Um, but for Illinois, like, the environment was on that side was really juiced up and hyped. And uh, I think back to the Arizona game, I mean, that – that place was rocking. I know Illinois came up short, uh, but the Trent Frazier run, the 11-0 on his own when uh, when he did that in front of that crowd, like that's what you want to see uh, against Michigan and Purdue and the Orange Crush and everything. And shout out to our guy Zach Hammer. He's he's the man. Just wanted to put that out there. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, hey, we're dropping off the Chick-fil-A for us. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Um, everybody have an, enjoy their holiday. Have a safe holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody out there who celebrates. And, uh, man, we get a week off here. Hopefully we get a game against Florida A&M that that one doesn't get knocked out. But uh, what a year, Derek, uh, for Illinois basketball, the ups and downs of it. But uh, this is a pretty dang good program right now. It's been pretty fun. We, we've been here. Uh, we've been on road trips where we've covered some teams that didn't have a whole lot to play for. Uh, maybe talking NIT or bubble teams or whatever it might be. Uh, this team has a lot of front in front of it. And, yeah, I mean, thinking back to last year and the run they went on and uh, then what's what's possibly ahead of them for now is, is really exciting and uh, can't wait to see what's in store in Big Ten play. All right, for Derek Piper, Joey Wagner's getting ready to jump into this uh, Chick-fil-A as well. <laughs> uh, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast.